I'm Logan. I'm Jess. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic. It's automatic. It's automatic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Automatic for the People, a Legion podcast. We're on Legion Season 3, Episode 3, Chapter Something, because I'm now completely confused. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's chapter 22. Yeah. Okay. So, um, an episode unlike any other episode we've had. But I say that and I'm like, no, I think we've had episodes before that were not like hardly at all involved in the current narrative. Because this is a total flashback episode, it's not even a time travel episode. It's mostly just a flashback episode. So I was not prepared for, I thought we were going to go on like kind of a kooky, weird, but also existential time travel story. I was like, no, this is kind of like a haunted house story. And I'm really creeped out. <laughs> yes, I I kind of was too. And I, w- I agree with you. I definitely was not quite prepared for it to be kind of this format. And I think overall, honestly, I think I'm still a little bit confused as to exactly what happened when and what was when and what was a flashback and what was real and what was past. And I don't know that I have. I, I literally tried to write out notes and it's just like a series of questions. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, and I, I mean, maybe that's the point, uh, but maybe it's not. So. <laughs> I'm always worried that I miss something. Like, am I the stupid one? Um, like, is it obvious? And so there's somebody watching it and then conversely listening to us. And they're like, yeah, this guy's an idiot, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know. I doubt that because what I feel like I missed... I missed a, I feel like I missed a lot. I don't know. I was confused through most of the episode. And then I feel like the end kind of brought some of it together for me, but then also left me with just way more questions, which is, is a good thing. I mean, it definitely was one of those episodes where you, we, okay. So going into it, I thought we were going to get just a ton of answers and instead it just opened up a whole other world of possibilities instead I really want to jump straight to the end, but I feel like that's just doing a disservice to the rest of the episode. But screw it. We're usually all over the place anyway. So we talked about this last week a little bit, I think, about the idea of the the time travel kind of creating like this whole idea that you go back in time to kill Hitler. And it's actually you going back in time trying to assassinate Hitler that makes Hitler become Hitler. Yes. Uh, A self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Which is how you, I love, like, you put, I I had this whole analogy and then I read your notes and I was like, well, that's way better than my analogy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, keep, keep going. (laughs) um, So yeah, the, the self-fulfilling prophecy that by trying to go back in time and, either erase your past or erase part of the past or change the past. That's actually the thing that winds up facilitating the, uh, horribleness that 
kind of becomes your life. Um, there's a there was a show on Netflix which actually I, we haven't talked about it, but I I think you would like if you haven't watched it, The Umbrella Academy. Oh, I know. I need to watch it. It, really it is to watch it. fantastic. It does involve some time travel and really unique and interesting ways. And it similarly explores the idea of like, if like by going back to the past to try to change it, do you in fact like enact the future that you're trying to prevent, which is like a Terminator thing too. Um, I think that was what we talked about last time was the Terminator thing where, yeah. you know, if, if you don't go back in time to try to kill Sarah Connor, you don't wind up creating John Connor who fights you in the future. So, um, so yeah, David has this whole idea that he's going to use switch to go back in time and erase the things he did or, or, like kill the shadow King before he has a chance to haunt the house. Um, whatever his plan is, which seems like a plan, but also a little bit on the fly. Like, I don't know. We'll find out when we get there. Um, he, <laughs> he winds up basically his, his mom was already not in a great place. Cause I'm assuming the camps that she grew up in or came from, or in fact, concentration camps, because it felt very World War II-ish. It did feel very World War II-ish. And I'm trying to do the math and do the timeline, and that should fit with World War II. Because we've been talking about how the show is probably set in the 70s. And David's probably, what, roughly 30? Yeah, maybe late 20s, but 30 seems a little more accurate. Yeah, and although, you know, this is a slight tangent, so hold hold your place and don't let me get you too far off beat, but when we were seeing, you know how we saw, like, his flashbacks of, like, his childhood and, you know, the ones that we see with him in the police car, with him mm-hmm. in the apartment, the one in the police car, I don't know why, but for some reason, I just get a straight-up 90s vibe from it. Yeah. Which always throws off my timeline because I'm like, oh, this is in the 70s. And then we get that and I'm like, that does not feel that feels like straight up like grunge in the 90s. And like especially his outfit in the 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 apartment scenes, even though like the girl is dressed more like it feels more 70s style. I swear he's dressed straight like grunge 90s kind of guy. Yeah. But anyway. No, I, I, I'm with you Those, Just, yeah. because we even see the cop car in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that, I'm I'm with you. It looks like one of those. Uh, I'm not I'm not good with cars. So, but the, the make and model like the '90s cop cars, you know. Yes. Yes. And, like I mean, if you look at cop cars from this, cars in general from the '70s, they're very angular. They don't have a lot of roundness to the edges. So. But cop cars especially, like they all, you know, they don't really have round edges. And that car is not pointy, which, you know, makes me sound like an idiot. But, you know, (laughs) it's very rounded off. And it just, I'm with you, it doesn't fit. I don't know if that's a thing. Because we see that very, very early uh, in season one. So did the fact that the show 
it's like, oh, we're definitely placing it in the 70s, more or less. Did that come about after the fact? <laughs> or is I because I don't I don't think it's a mistake. Because I don't think it's a mistake either. Yeah. They're, he's just not that guy that, you know, much like Sam Esmail, like everything feels so meticulous. So maybe we'll never have the answer for that. Um, yeah. And I mean, it's possible, maybe, you know, you know how like fashion tends to kind of repeat itself, maybe like something in the 60s, which is resurfaced in the 90s and maybe that's why it feels that way to me but i don't know i just got a very like heavy grunge vibe off of all of that yeah you could be right about that i you should just google pics of cop cars from the 60s <laughs> anyway that was that was quite a long tangent about nothing no, but <laughs> that's, that's good um i think i did lose my place David goes back in time um, to try to stop the Shadow King, whatever his plan is. And in effect, like, meets his mother as she's pregnant with him, or or had just had him. Um, Except, Switch even says at one point, I've never gone back this far. So, I I don't... I don't know what the deal with that is. Like she goes, she usually goes back and like she exists. So is this like, uh, I know we talked about the Langoliers last time, but is this like the Langoliers where because she's gone back before technically she existed, she cannot inhabit that space because she doesn't exist there. Ooh, that's, that's a good way to put it and not something I'd actually thought of because I feel like that's not like, it seems really obvious as like a time travel thing, but I feel like that's not something people tend to explore, but I, I feel like that should have ramifications. You know, if you're kind of thinking as about time travel as a whole um, and that would fit with, you know, with her teeth coming out other than it. I mean, we see it, obviously takes like a physical toll on her i mean she's completely exhausted but then like i think what i keep going back to is like her teeth falling out so that's kind of where i'm I'm going there with you with like she she's never gone back that far but maybe she is because she can't go back that far because that's before her existence and it's like i don't know deteriorating her in some way maybe i don't know that that was the only thing i could come up with um i started thinking about time travel stories and um, it, it's a long story, but one of my favorite shows is Quantum Leap, and I watched it religiously when it was on the air. Which, as much as you like time travel, it, it's a little hokey, and maybe if but if you've never watched it, I, I think you would really enjoy Quantum Leap. Um, are you familiar with it at all? A little bit, but I have not watched it. It was a li- I was a little young when it when it was around. So the idea of the show is that this guy creates a, a way to travel in time, but the only way to do it is it, it kind of just pre. Uh, it's like say that there is a such thing as a soul. So you 
can't he can't travel back in time because he can't physically exist like he can't transport his body or whatever but somehow he can basically transport his soul into somebody else's body but their soul then inhabits his body in the future and he's they're placed in like stasis and then somehow basically the machine gets broken he keeps just like as he resolves the issue uh, to set the thing right, that he's gone back in time to set right, not intentionally, but whatever cosmic force has sent him back in time. Um, like once he sets that thing right, then he leaps out. And then that person is soul is put, you know, soul is putting it in terms like non-scientific terms, but the show probably explains it a little bit better. Um, but, I, I kept going back to that idea of like he couldn't travel back in time, but like his soul could. So maybe it's something like that. Like David can't physically um, or switch can't physically inhabit that space. So they can't be there or maybe David can't be there because he's already there. So he can't be in, both places because when we see her travel in time there's never whatever little bit there is there's never two versions of her there's just that one version yeah that's true it's come it's kind of almost as if like she exists outside of the timeline almost like you know how like because it's not like when she goes back she doesn't run back into herself which is a typical time travel trope she just sort of goes back and it's almost like a redo kind of like what kind of like what Nora was doing on the flash yeah like that rewind button hmm. yeah it's kind of like she is free to move but she doesn't leave you know to stick with flash terms that I can understand time remnants of herself all over the place she just she just is her and wherever she goes there she is you know but if she goes back it's not like she runs back into herself yeah I like that. Okay. Uh, anyway, that's, that's all time travel theory. I guess whatever the show is, the show is. Um, I love that there's all these different, like everybody has their own time travel rules. Every time somebody does time travel, it's like, okay, we got to establish rules. Uh, did you see Avengers Endgame? Yes. I, yeah, this is so, Back to the Future is bullshit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, I love yes. it, <laughs> but I still love it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they they can't inhabit physically the space, but somehow they're able to inhabit, um, I guess the mental space. Um, she thinks that she says something about uh, uh, Gabriella says something or, or Gab yeah Gabrielle Gabriella right yeah. Yeah. That was... Okay. Yeah. I should know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, says something about the house, but she thinks the house is haunted because she keeps hearing things. But yes. I feel like that's like that's David in her head um, through either his his body as a child or just because of his abilities and his now inability to physically occupy that space so 
she just keeps like like a radio that just keeps going in and out of tune. Like she just keeps picking up part of his signal. And so it kind of drives her a little bit crazy, which we'd already seen her in a mental institution. Um, and by the end, spoilers, sh- she dies and the Shadow King is unleashed through her death. So did she die? I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm like, is she dead? I, I don't know if she's dead. Okay, hold on. Let's unpack this for a minute, sticking with, with the ending. Because the I think this was the part that, like, where my mind just went, what? <laughs> so when we first, when we first, I guess, quote, like, meet her, we're constantly, you know, we're starting to get the flashbacks back to the Bendel hospital where she's just in like this like catatonic state. And then all of a sudden, eventually throughout the course of the episode, we see that Charles is able to wake her up. But this is where I don't understand the timeline of when he was officially like contaminated with the shadow King was that only like when he went on his trip to Morocco and he found him or was there or had something happened like during the war? Cause I, I kind of was getting the vibe that like when she woke up that maybe that was never really her, that it was Farouk all along. And then whenever David did whatever he did and finally spooked her, broke her, whatever it is that happened. Cause then you see like the shadow kind of like come up and, I don't know if it was out of her or not, but then it goes back into David. I just found it all very confusing. But then I started wondering if maybe Farouk had been in her the whole time. Right. So, but he, but Charles clearly says that, like, he goes to Morocco because he thinks there's something there. And uh, that's when he, he calls her and says, you know, I found him. It's this, this guy named Amal Farouk. And, it, but, Part of me also thinks that none of that ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also I also had a question, question about that, too. Is, did, did any At one point, I was like, did any of this even happen? Is any of this real? Is David even real? How can you have a baby if you're in, like, some mindscape? Like, because once, right. once they leave the asylum or whatever, I was... I, I, was very confused i was like but they didn't actually leave like he was making it up the whole time so this is why i ended up with a lot more questions than answers (laughs) so i have a very weird theory i am all might not be weird okay so going along with the none of this ever really happened except i do think david exists so Charles Xavier, extremely powerful telepath. Yes. He comes to the the mental institution. Maybe, maybe that's real, not of his own volition. Like he's admitted there. We see him in that, you know, like just kind of not responsive state, although we can hear him reading that guy's mind. He meets mm-hmm. her finds something in her and and becomes intrigued by her that brings him back out of it. So he's trying to help her in trying to help her, uh, because he finds out that she's uh, a product of some kind of concentration camp. Mm 
um, Nazi Germany or not. Uh, he, from the comics, Xavier is not always the the altruistic person he thinks he is. Some of the things he does actually turn out to be just as harmful as he intended them to be good. So he creates this world around her the the mansion the like all of that stuff even though they're still actually physically living in the hospital and none of that is real but them kind of falling in love is and Mm -hmm. maybe he does get her pregnant and him leaving is not him actually leaving um, maybe, you know, the fact that he knocked up a fellow inmate and now is clearly not, um, uh, as crazy as they thought he is. And, and, uh, you know, a person who doesn't belong there, uh, by their standards, uh, he is then forced to leave and that's him leaving. And she is there, uh, you know, has a child by herself. He's gone. And like the Shadow King has existed in her all along, but somewhere Xavier's still like mentally like trying to stay connected to her and something happens and whatever that is, that's what unleashes the Shadow King. I know that a lot of that is completely crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Not, I mean, no, because I mean, that's kind of where I, where I was, where I was headed um, before I kind of like went off the rails on I think most of it. So, okay. So I'm with, I mean, I agree. I definitely think they were both put in that, you know, mental hospital post-war, you know, they both suffered some trauma. My main question about that was, I, w- I was wondering if maybe he, he had come across Amal Farouk like during the war and maybe like didn't realize it but I don't think we were necessarily ever shown that I think that the idea is that they're both supposed to be traumatized so they both end, end up in this mental hospital and that's where they meet um, and so yeah so it's kind of like they help each other right like she pulls him out of it and then he pulls her out of it and then creates this whole like mental scape around her which I get and so yeah I, I totally buy that the house, like obviously, the, you know that the house doesn't really exist. That they're still in the, um, in the hospital. And then when he leaves, I feel like he was still leaving just to go on a trip. Because at one point she sees those doors. Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, that's odd. But because we see it early on before we we get the reveal that he's created this kind of like mental landscape for them. So maybe that was like our clue in one of our clues to the fact that she's still in the hospital. Okay. I'm with you there. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and But I mean, he obviously took the trip to Morocco, but I guess the question is, was that truly like the trip to Morocco or was that part of, like you said, like he, for whatever reason, like whatever happened, he had to leave the hospital, but he needed to stay connected to her and so that by, you know, manipulating that mindscape through the phone call and, you know, on all of that, he was staying connected to her. It's just the the wrinkle with like 
the Shadow King. Like, we can't take what he's saying or doing at face value because we don't know the reality we're seeing is reality. Yeah, just like where, like, when do they come across him, or was she, was he just in her the whole time? Still yeah. struggling with that one. I mean, it so a character, character like the Shadow King, it would make sense that he was in her through like he, he's such a he exists on like that feeds off people's pain and misery and all that fear all that stuff so if he lived in somebody's mind in a concentration camp I think that makes sense yeah yes oh me okay and so so, so at one point we see Xavier, you know, tinkering in the basement. You know, he makes his um, helmet thing that I always forget the name of, where that's when he starts to see, like, images of Farouk. And that's when he announces a little bit, little bit later that he's going on this, quote, like, trip. But if he's, like, you know, kind of, like, broadened his mental state to be, like, reaching out to people, but the Shadow King is already in her... Maybe he sent him on like a wild goose chase on purpose so that he could resettle himself in David. Yes. Okay. I'm feeling so, good about that now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, the, some of the stuff still doesn't like fit together. But yeah. I feel like we're on a pretty good track. <laughs> of yeah. course, there's going to be like some article where. Uh, Noah Hawley like breaks down the whole episode and he's like, no, here's what happened. And then (laughs) we were way off. (laughs) That's great. If that exists, somebody please tweet it to me so I I can figure out what's happening. (laughs) Um, So I I said she died. We don't know that she died, but that's a very dramatic scene. And I was just like, well, this feels like somebody died. That's true. I couldn't tell if she was dead or if she just went back into like a catatonic state like she originally was because Farouk left her body. That's right. what put me on that whole whole thing. I, I think it's much more interesting if she's catatonic again as opposed to dead. I think a lot of times characters get killed off because people don't know what to do. <laughs> I know. And it would be a I just watched, <laughs> I think yesterday, the Mr. Robot episode where spoilers for Mr. Robot uh, that she dies. <laughs> and so I would be ashamed to lose her after one episode. Yeah. I, that's I such a, her. Oh, that's such a, she's such a not good person, <laughs> Mr. Robot. And I see that I so clearly on the rewatch, but oh my God. God, I felt so bad when she died. I know I did too, which it didn't help that it was, it was the, it was the kid. And at the time that that was airing, I had a small child that wasn't quite that little, but like pretty little. So I was like, Oh my God, what's going to happen to the baby? And I'm like going off on this tangent in my head of things that are totally not important to Mr. Robot. (laughs) It's okay. I do that too. Because I was like, but what about the baby? (laughs) And I was sad for the baby. I think I was more sad for the baby because she kind of got what was coming to her. I I totally agree with you there. But yeah, uh, it's it's such a um, 
it's just such a good scene the way it's shot uh it's so like jarring even when you know it's coming like the the gunshots just so like oh god <laughs> you know i know it's it's just it's the shot it's within the fact that they i mean show it quote unquote you know what i mean yeah. and then the blood on the baby's face and then the autopsy oh my god <sighs> yeah that autopsy oh man I, I still have nightmares about that. I couldn't rewatch it. I, I closed my eyes. I'm not going to lie. I just, I listened. I was like, I can't. <laughs> I I think when we talked about it, I talked about, like, I watch iZombie. Like, I see this chick, quote unquote, like, just take brains and, like, make all these weird meals out of it and just chow down on it. And I'm like, yeah, that doesn't bother me. But this very much felt like, no, this is going to be the most realistic autopsy you've ever seen. And so here we go, and I'm just like, oh, God, I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was right there with you. I, I couldn't watch it on the rewatch. I was like, oh, okay, this scene. I'm just not going to watch this right now. <laughs> I'm just going to listen to what they have to say. Um, but anyway, maybe we should bring this back to Legion. We, we were talking about her not being killed off. I, I'm I'm more leaning into that because now that I've kind of gotten on my theory of Farouk was in her the whole time. I, I keep seeing the parallels to support my own theory because, you know, that's how things work. <laughs> and, that, and at the very end when he's when he's holding baby David and he's like, oh, my beautiful boy. And I'm like, oh, my God, it really was you the whole time. Yeah, that's I'm, I, I'm not I, totally off base, am I? No, no, not at I, all. I, I don't think so. Um, the, there has to be a reason for the, the parallels and the, the similarities uh, it can't just be that, you know, I don't, shows like eerie. this, there's no coincidences, you know? No, and that was straight up eerie. At first I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. Oh, look, it's the same. I was like, oh God, it's like literally the same. Yeah. It was almost like cringe eerie. Uh, and the the doll, I think you put that in your notes. The fact that the doll is not expecting that. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I mean, one is, is that doll? I don't think it has a mustache. It gives me a very Hitler vibe. Yeah. And it's like knowing that, okay, so if this is World War II, we're, we're on, the, we're both on the, the track that she's from, she was in a concentration camp in Nazi Germany. So, like, that does feel like, a very this sounds judgy a very germanic kind of like doll that you would find in a concentration camp and look mm -hmm. at it and go that's not cute it's kind of horrifying but like if you go look at pictures of like little kids dolls and stuff back then it's like yeah th those aren't cute toys those are kind of horrifying you know? yeah i that's very true so like it, in hindsight, I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense, but it almost makes it a hundred times scarier. <laughs> right? It does in in a lot of ways. And I, I think what creeped me out the most was seeing it in with David in his crib. I was like, yes. oh, no, throw that thing away. Why do you still have it? <sighs> and it just is just staring at him all the time. You know, no wonder he has nightmares about this. No. <laughs> yeah, no, literally no. been with him since birth. 
Yeah, no kidding. No wonder he's he's so like fixated on it and that, you know, Farouk uses that amongst other things to haunt him as well. Um, yeah. Was, uh, so I think this episode was longer than the last episode, but still felt incredibly short to me. Yeah. It I think it was a little bit longer. I didn't really sort of check, but um it's they're still they're still shorter than they were in previous seasons because in previous seasons they used to do the whole the airtime was like an hour and like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or something crazy. Um and they this one clocked in, I mean this includes commercials of course, at an hour and three minutes. So it was probably closer to fifty yeah. would be my guess. Um which I mean, you know, I don't th- it doesn't feel like anything's missing and I'm all Mm-mm. I'm all for the the tell the story, like whatever works. Don't bloat it. Um, I think some of the Netflix stuff has a bad habit of, like, oh, we can run long, so let's make the episode longer. And but at the same time, if there's no need for it, there's no need for it. It can be a forty minute episode, and that's okay. You yeah. know, just tell the story. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's I, there was almost nothing of other than like the voices and David and uh, Switch at the end. Um, there's there's almost nothing. It's just their story um, or a version of their story that we get to see. Uh, and I mean, Bravo! You, you did an episode of a show that. Almost features zero screen time for anybody that's currently starring in the show. That's true. That's true. Although I think the actor um, that plays Charles, did you did you ever watch the show Manhattan? No. It, it was on. It was on like WGN. It's all about the Manhattan Project. I think he was. I believe he was in that. And uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which Maisel, which I keep bugging you amongst other people to watch um the lead she was also in manhattan that's kind of where i was introduced to her she's phenomenal that show is amazing by the way you need to watch it (laughs) yeah um i i I remember uh because it was on it was on like a cable channel right i think it was on wgn america or something like that yeah, it got three seasons and then it got canceled it was really good but i i'm i love like like I'm a sucker for like the Manhattan Project, that type of stuff. I just find it fascinating. I'm a big science nerd, so. Yeah, I I, I remember seeing advertisements of being like, "Oh, that seems really interesting." And then like it's on WGN, but because like I I haven't had like legit cable in so long, uh, probably like six years at this point. It, it just it's not in my face, so I just forget about it. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know exactly where you can where you can find it these days, um, but it was really good. I mean, it got three seasons. I wouldn't say it exactly ends on a cliffhanger, but you don't get as much resolution as you feel. Like you feel like you're left kind of wanting more, but not necessarily like in a bad way. Yeah, Manhattan, Manhattan uh, the Manhattan Project is a really uh, it's a pretty interesting thing so yeah yeah, and it 
Harry Lloyd. Is that the guy playing him or no? Uh, I believe so. Wow, this cast is pretty great. It is. It's it's it was a good show. It's Michael good. Chernis is I I like that dude. He's not in enough. Um he's on Orange is the New Black. He's her brother. Oh, okay. I've never watched that one. Um it's it's okay. He's really good. Um I, yeah, I like him. He yeah, was this great is in the show. That's a really good cast. Yeah, Harry Lloyd, that's him. Okay, Olivia I, Williams is in this? I love her. Um, yes, she is. Yeah, she's in like the Sixth Sense and, and Education and Rushmore. Like all these indie movies that I like. Um, yeah, no, she's she's good. I like her too. There was a lot. I mean, there's a lot. A lot of good people that were in that. So uh, this won't be on the podcast because we did the intro after we talked about it. And not to step away from Legion yet again. But uh, Spencer, I texted Spencer, too, when you told me that. And he was like, okay, I'm coming. I'll get a one-day pass. I've got to come support. Yeah. Um, So it looks like right now that at least Jess and I will be doing a Mr. Robot panel, fan panel, at DragonCon. No solid details other than, like, you said they contacted you. and was like, oh, yeah, we totally have you down for that. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, it's getting closer to con time. So I'm trying to, it's about the time they start asking for panelists. And so I was looking to like apply and I know they were looking for people to help out last year. So I just sent them an email and I was like, hey, uh, just let you know, I'd be interested in doing it if you still need someone, you know, that whole thing. They're like, yeah, for sure. We've got you down. What else can you do? (laughs) So yeah, we can definitely do it. And I'm super excited. Uh, yeah so if you're planning on being a dragon con um you should definitely come out for that so ryan might show up i'm gonna break his arm until he says yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> i'm gonna harass him on twitter until he says yes i'll just be like are you coming are you coming <laughs> so um t- i didn't even do any like oh so here's wrap up for legion I, I mean i feel like there's nothing to like the whole thing, like you said, it's like, we thought we were going to get answers. And all we did was like, oh, here's more questions. <laughs> yes, but it was so well done. I was I was very captivated by the whole story. And I yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed it. it. It's I called it a haunted house story. And I really think it is. It's a very interesting take on how to do that kind of ghost story, really, because that's what it is. Except you know who the ghost is. So. Yeah. That's true. I wonder if it was the same set. Because this is on FX. I wonder if this was the same set that they used in season one of American Horror Story. It kind of looked to me like the murder house. But I don't know if it was or not. I, I didn't go back and like compare pictures or anything. But it could be. I never watched. Actually, that's not true. I watched the first episode of that show. And. Nothing really grabbed me. And then everybody kept talking about it. I was just like, yeah, I'll catch up. Yeah, I'll catch up. I was like, oh, every <laughs> season's different? Okay, well, I mean, I'll catch up eventually. And now I'm just like, yeah, I'm probably not going to watch that. Yeah, it's it's an anthology, but it, 
I heard that they started um, connecting some of the seasons. There is yeah. theories early on that the seasons might be connected. And there is a couple. I mean, there's definitely it's one of those things that the same actors will play distinctly different characters. But then there were a couple that um, they were almost able to like tie them back. And it was like kind of crazy because you weren't really expecting it to happen. So I don't know. The The first one did end up being really good. It, it's all I mean, it basically the premise is that it, it's a haunted house. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, I love the cast. Like everybody that was ever associated with the show. I'm like, I love all of these people. And I just, I never got around to it. Uh, I do know that um, Sarah Paulson. Paulson is not doing it this year. Uh, she's She's been on it almost every season since. Yeah. She's I had at least a minor two. role in, in almost every season. So. The fact that she's uh, um, stepping away either means something really big for her. Um, I don't think it means like a falling out. Um, I'm talking like no. I know much about the show, but she seems really close to. Um, uh, God, I'm forgetting names today, man. The, it's the guy that did Nip Tuck too. Why can I, I not remember his freaking name? Um. And I Ryan do. Murphy, right? Ryan. Murphy. Oh, yes. The Glee yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Glee. Um, <laughs> Glee and American Horror Story. I just, what a weird dude. Did, so you didn't watch weird. Nip Tuck either, did you? I, I, I couldn't. I, tr- I tried it. I, could, I couldn't do it. Yeah. It was a bit too much for me. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of went in and out of that show. I would watch it like for most of the season and then they get to a point where it's like I can't watch this anymore. And then by the time the second season rolled around, I'd either catch up or just watch the finale of the previous season and be like, okay, I'm in this year. And then like halfway through the season I'd be like, oh my God, these characters are awful. Not <laughs> they're not badly acted or written. It's just they're such awful people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't watch this. And then all the cutting and the yes, <laughs> like, oh. that's that's what I think got me in the in the end was the the I don't even remember at this point if it was medical or non-medical or how it was, how the show even went or what it was about. But yeah, I couldn't handle all the, all of that. It was too much for me. Um, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think there's like a falling out with Ryan Murphy or anything. I, I hope, cause I really like her. I hope it means something pretty substantial for her. She's going to be in something huge because I think she's fantastic and has not gotten anywhere uh, the the fame and notoriety or credit or whatever she deserves. Uh, you know, I, we talked about that a lot with Rami Malek yes. uh, very early on in Mr. Robot. And he's pretty young and th- like that's happening for him right now. Um, I would love to see something like that happen for her. I would love to see it happen for Dan Stevens. Um, but I feel like he's a very meticulous guy who like he chooses the roles that he takes. Like he, I know he was in beauty and the beast and maybe that was one of those, like I'm going to do this cause I, I think I can do it. He's obviously can do the song and dance stuff. And you know, maybe it was a challenge. Plus, hey, it's a Disney film, and it's a definite paycheck. 
That's you true. Know, uh, um, Kristen Stewart. Uh, I gave. She's an actress. I gave a lot of crap to very early on in her career uh, because of the Twilight stuff and being thanks yeah. to gaggle of nieces being subjected to that crap and just being like she's <laughs> awful she's terrible she has like no emotions it's like and then i've seen her since then in so many other things where i'm like no no she's fantastic that was her going like i'll sit here and collect this paycheck because this is what you guys want me to do but once i've i'm done with this i'm done with this like there's this movie called the clouds of sills maria that she's in and mm-hmm. it is freaking amazing <laughs> you're just like this is the same chick from twilight <laughs> not gonna lie i for the same reasons not a big Kristen stewart fan but that's her camp x-ray check out camp x-ray okay um it, it there's so many like and none of these are movies she gets paid for like at all I think Charlie's Angels, uh, she's probably collecting a nice paycheck for. But that movie also looks ridiculous and incredibly fun. Um, I, <laughs> I, 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 I sound typical, like, dudish, but I'm definitely a sucker for, like, oh, look, it's a bunch of females, like, kicking the crap out of people. I'm just like, I'm in. <laughs> like, I'm down for that. So um, she looks like she's having fun, though. But. She, after those Twilight films, she did all these, if you look at her IMDb page, she did all these little bitty, like, independent nothing. Like, there's no way she got paid to be in this movie. Um, And if you go back and watch them, they're all really good. Uh, I want to say it was Clouds of Sils Maria that turned me around on her, but it might have been Camp X, right? They were around the same time. And I think it was when film dispenser was up and running and i was just reviewing like direct to dvd stuff i was like well this is out i guess i'll watch it and i was like oh my god this is incredible um so yeah twilight sucks but Kristen stewart (laughs) she's actually not that bad um but i'm saying all that to like just these actors who i don't think are getting their their due dan stevens is definitely one of them but i think he's he seems like a picky person, which may be good for him. He might not ever get the career he deserves, but he'll only be doing the things he wants to do. That's true. Yeah, no, I really like him too. And I really like, I love Evan Peters. He was, he's been an American horror story alum forever. I mean, I know he's done a few things. He was in the X-Men for a minute. He's really good. He's in kick ass. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Oh, both I totally of the quick about that. are in Kick Ass. One no. plays Kick Ass and one plays his friend. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's hilarious. It's, I yeah, don't think I remembered cool. that Kick Ass was uh, Quicksilver. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he's only in the one movie because he dies in Avengers, but then yeah. Evan Peters is like his best friend in the first movie, and then he plays Quicksilver in the X Men movies. I'm like, yeah, well, that's not weird at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, but I I love him in American Horror Story. I I mean I'm I'm I talk as if I still watch it. I don't. I, they lost me in season five, and I think they're on season nine. Um, but 
it's a part of me says I'll go back and pick it back up just because, you know, I love all the people that are in it. They're phenomenal actors, but, you know, sometimes it just, it kind of goes off the rails or, or at least that particular season did for me. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on Evan Peters. Um, not so much like I, I think he's great in that first X-Men movie. Um, was it Days of Future Past? I think was his first one. I think he's great. But like they got that one gag out of him, you know, like, oh, it's really cool when he does this. And so now in the two or three since then, it's just like, oh, this is where we have Quicksilver do that thing. And I'm like, it was fun in the first movie, guys. Like, you got to find a way. You're really wasting this kid, man. Yeah. Uh, um yeah, he's he was in uh, uh he's in an episode of The Office. I don't know if Yes, you he okay. is. Yeah. Every time I see him it always throws me off cuz I forget he's in it. I mean, like every single time. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot he did that." He's <laughs> so freaking good. Um oh. I, I I'm ashamed to admit I think the first thing I ever saw him in was he was in a handful of episodes of One Tree Hill, which I was <laughs> Uh, I was definitely like, that was the, like, Logan, are you sure you're not a 14 year old girl? Because <laughs> I watched that show like it was my freaking religion. Um, but yeah, that, I'm, I'm with you on Evan Peters. I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah. Maybe I should watch American Horror Story. So many other shows I have to watch. I still haven't watched Stranger Things season three yet. I haven't watched Stranger Things season anything yet. <laughs> well, you just got three seasons. To, well, a lot of people bash season two. I like season two. But I honestly, I would say go watch Umbrella Academy before you watch those. So, cause yeah, I you probably have will. Fun with that, so, um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't think I have anything else to add to Legion. There's uh, some Mr. Robot picks if you want to Google them. They're, uh, apparently, Carly Chicken is uh, sharing some photos. I don't think it's... I looked at them. I don't see anything that's, uh, like, hinting at anything. It looks like it's just behind the scenes. Like, oh, look, here we are together. Um, and I'm <laughs> kind of doing the whole, like, I don't need to know. Like, I'm going to watch it. What do I need to know? You know. I know it's like I want to know but like I don't I don't want to know like I want it I want it to unfold so yeah. I, I like the teaser images that they share on this like the official social media stuff like you know yes. the Mr. Robot mask in the snow or the blood stain in the snow it's like, I'm cool with that like I just I don't really need to know. I don't need to know the titles of the episodes I don't yeah, I don't know. At this point, you're either going to watch it or you're not going to watch it. It's kind of like this, which is stupid because I actually do watch the Star Wars trailers. But <laughs> at this point, like, I'm going to go see it. Like, there's really not any reason for me to be like, oh, I want to find out all about it. Why? I'm going to go see it. Don't don't ruin it for yourself. So, that's that's true. That's fair. So, uh, but yeah, they're out there if you want to. I think they're on her Twitter. So. And if you like Mr. Robot, you're not following Carly Chicken on Twitter. You should be following the whole damn cast on Twitter. Um, if you're slightly right-leaning in your politics, don't follow Sam Esmail. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he he goes after our president a lot. And he it sure does. The hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And it's not even like he trolls him. It's not even like he's trying to be funny. He just replies like, you're an effing moron. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm like, I love you, man. <laughs> he cracks me up. I, he, I mean, yeah, he is not, he is not shy about <laughs> any of his uh, political leanings, which is, is pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's always entertaining to see at the very least. It is very entertaining. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he does next. Um, yeah, I know. Well, it has all these things in the works. So. I know. Is he involved in Homecoming season two or no? As a producer, and that's about it. Okay. So, um, it, it's it's going to be an anthology ish. So that's I don't right. think it'll have anything really to do with. I'm hoping that eventually. Like, it'll be, like you talked about American Horror Story, things will start, like, interweaving. Because mm-hmm. um, otherwise, I'm not sure. Like, I'm in for season two just to see. Um, but if if it goes off the rails, I don't know if they could get me back. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Um, yeah. Could be fun. Could suck. Uh I know uh, he's got Briar Patch in. Uh, I don't. It's in pre production or no? It's in. It's currently in production. It's a TV show about an investigator, uh, like coming home to solve the death of his sister or something. Um, it's got. I saw something Alan, about that. Alan Cumming in it. Okay. And. Uh, couple of other people it looks uh rosario dawson that's who's in it so ah. yeah and i like rosario dawson so mm-hmm. um i know i think that's his next like producer wise that's his next thing i don't know that he's directing much outside of mr robot i think that's just taking up all his time which good i think he should direct every episode <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, it's coming to an end, too, so he can kind of pull his full attention to it, and then he can move on, you know, to to his other projects once he's kind of got this complete. I'll be interested to see if other stuff can hold up to what I'm considering the more that I keep like watching and rewatching it to be kind of almost like a work of art. Like, I'm like, can you top this? Is this your masterpiece? Because this is pretty amazing. Did you watch Comet? No. Is that a show or a movie? Movie. No, I need to watch it. You should definitely watch Comet. Okay. Especially as much as you like time travel. I think you guys have talked about it before. Not like the whole movie, but just mentioned it. I think we did a podcast on the movie. You did? Yeah. Oh. Well, I've probably listened to it, but I've clearly forgotten. So I'll probably watch the movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's good if, if you forgot. Because uh, there's a lot of spoilery stuff. Um, Maybe I didn't listen to it because I hadn't watched it. You should definitely track it down. It it will make you sit there and go like, I'm glad Mr. Robot exists. But why in the hell is this guy not writing and directing films? Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. It's really good. You'll enjoy it. So um, follow us on Twitter at Mr. Robot Podcast. You can email us. Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail.com. Um, go uh, 
tweet at Polk 79 P O L K seven nine and say, Hey man, where the hell are you at? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that'll make him mad. Uh, maybe if we make him mad, he'll show back up on the podcast, <laughs> like come out of retirement. Um, and, oh. uh, I'm on Twitter, but I never tweet anything really. I, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. I, I go through spurts where, you know, I'll do stuff and then I kind of get lazy and don't do anything. So I'm such a lurker in everything. Even on <laughs> I was like, man, eh, scroll through people's stuff. Like, okay, I'm good. I'm just a lazy poster. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'll scroll through people's stuff too, but I think it's more that I'm just lazy about posting stuff. Although, anymore, it's less lazy and almost like, wary if that makes sense yes no if it's just me i'll i'll tend to post stuff but if i'm like with my family or especially with my daughter i don't really post as much that's probably good yeah just yeah to be safe and y'all are your other podcast is off until the new year right Yes, should probably plug my other show. Um, <laughs> yeah, our, we're we're done till January. But if you're into Legends of Tomorrow, you can come check us out. Where the podcast is called Tomorrow's Legends, and you can find us on Twitter at Tomorrow's Legends. Uh, that's just one R. And if you want to email us, go for it. It's Tomorrow's Legends at gmail dot com. Also with one R. We were trying to keep the two the same. Twitter has character limits and names, so you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, go do all that stuff. We'll be back uh, next week. I'm going to do my due diligence and not post this episode the day that the next episode is. <laughs> um, I was sitting here Monday night getting ready to watch the episode, and I was like, did I ever post our last episode? Oh, damn. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was like, I had the whole weekend. I didn't post the episode. Um, like, I'm so terrible, man. That's so funny. Well, because I wasn't really like thinking about it. And then when I saw it hit my podcast feed, I was like, oh, oh, whoops. <laughs> Guess that I, was a little late. <laughs> I, I'm, I think it's because we recorded Friday. And yeah, like, I we just, I, we, yeah, we stopped. I went to bed. And then like Saturday, I just, Saturday and Sunday, I just got wrapped up in like, oh, it's the weekend. I cleaned the house. I did the laundry and all this stuff. And then like Monday night, I'm sitting here. Like, all right, I'm going to, I didn't do trivia this week because uh, a bunch of people begged off. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to come home and I'm going to make dinner. And I'm going to sit down. And I'm going to watch some TV. And then I buy myself, just watch Legion at 10 o'clock. Don't have to worry about anybody bothering me. And then at like 945, I was like, I never posted last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> it so, happens. Yeah. You know, at least I got it up. As the episode was here, <laughs> not like two days later, so not quite as bad. Uh, but yeah, go do all that stuff. We'll be back um, next week talking about. Uh, I mean, we're at the halfway point, so which is crazy. Yeah, put us at the halfway point of Legion being over. Which <laughs> 2019, the year everything I love ends. <laughs> Seriously. So. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Here's a little ghost for the never Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's a little ghost for the offering. Yeah, 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 yeah.
Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, Andy, did you hear about this one?